Next, I'm speaking with Hamish Douglas, manager of the International Equity Fund, who joins me from his office in Sydney. Now, Hamish, the US has published some what I think is reassuring data, which uh, shows declining unemployment numbers and a recovery in housing construction. Your portfolio has a high allocation to the, the United States. Can you explain how that's driving, helping drive performance? Well, it's really been driving performance in, in two ways, Chris. First of all, our portfolio is weighted around 50% of the portfolio to underlying US dollar economic exposure. More than that is domiciled in the United States, but it's really 50% in the United States. And we're overweight two real things in the United States. So I'd say, first of all, is economic growth in the United States and particularly housing recovery in the United States. We have 10% of our portfolio in the two big home improvement retailers in Lowe's and Home Depot. And we actually put that into the portfolio around four years ago in terms of our global equity strategy on the basis of the housing recovery would play out over four or five years' time. And that has played out, and they have been terrific investments over that period, and particularly in the last 12 months with the recovery in the housing uh, market. Housing starts are now running at about $1.2 million a year at the bottom of the financial crisis, so running at about 450000 a year. And with that recovery has come strong stock price returns. The other part of the story would be a US dollar story. Part of the reason we have been more overweight US dollar economic exposure isn't just to the view that we think that the US economy would be doing better and it has been doing better than most other developed nations in the world, but the US dollar has been particularly strong and particularly strong over the last 12 months and we had a view on that and the US dollar on a trade-weighted basis is up 20%. So not only have our US economic exposure has done well, but we've had a tailwind that's been domiciled in US dollars as well. Hamish, you've got a, a high proportion of US stocks in the portfolio and, and the strong performance of them have led to higher ratings for, for those companies. Now, I know that you've got a slightly cautious view on market valuations at the current levels and, and have been holding more cash in the portfolio than you have for some time. Clearly, we've seen a recent correction in equity markets. Has that been an opportunity to you to deploy some of that cash? Well, I... Uh... In our view, it's a little bit too early. We've had, I would describe as a very modest correction since the beginning of August. If you look at it on a 12-month basis, global markets are relatively flat on a, on a 12-month basis. So, yes, we've had somewhat of a correction. The main reason we're sitting in cash, and we, we, we started this in August last year when we went to 10% cash, and we increased that to around 15% cash in around April or March this year, And the reason for that was really around our view of when monetary policy will start to tighten in the United States and interest rates will go up and the effect that that could have on asset pricing around the world. Of course, we haven't seen that yet. We're getting very, very close to liftoff in the United States by the Federal Reserve. But really, we're thinking about what the markets will start pricing as that event starts to occur. So we're we're holding our firepower at this point, but... We've got our eyes on a number of things. And what does that mean in terms of the, 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 the way in which you're looking at credit markets relative to equity markets, Hamish? Yes, I would describe we've actually seen the first canary in the coal mine for what I would really describe as quantitative tightening is really the next cycle. We've been in through seven to eight years of enormous amounts of quantitative easing in the world, which has released around $10 trillion US trillion of liquidity 
around the world. It's the major central banks, but it's also been the foreign currency policies of major current account surplus nations in the world, like China and Saudi Arabia and even Switzerland has been at this game, although they've now broken their peg to the euro. And as you've seen some of these countries starting to draw down on their foreign exchange reserves, we've actually seen some risks starting to get repriced. You've seen it in emerging markets. You've seen from massive capital inflows to situations of now capital outflows, and many of their currencies in the last 12 months have collapsed. And we're seeing in in high-yield credit around the world, which I would call the outer elements of sort of interest rate risk exposure, starting to reprice itself and credit spreads go up. And as the Federal Reserve starts to tighten monetary policy over the period ahead, and ultimately we would say the ECB stops printing money at some point in the next period ahead as well, we'll get a fundamental change in conditions. And we would expect that much higher rated credit will start to get repriced. But we're seeing the early signs in the riskiest part of the credit spectrum, as I said, in emerging markets and high-yield credit at the moment. And I think that's a little bit of a warning signal of what could happen in higher-quality parts of the market as quantitative tightening takes hold over the period ahead. And so the canary is teetering rather than that having fallen over. What would be the really strong signal to you that we've got to the point where it would be right to be deploying the 15% cash that you've currently got in the portfolio? It just comes down to, to prices. We, we look very closely how different prices are, are set in different parts of the asset risk spectrum. And as we start to see prices adjust as interest rates go up, We'll get to prices, even though there could be more volatility ahead, if the prices, in our view, give us an attractive risk-reward equation for what we think is most likely to happen, we won't have any hesitation of buying some very attractive equities as they reprice, even though we know the prices could be volatile as, as that credit tightening occurs, which will happen over a period of probably three years. But it's very unlikely we're going to wait for three years to deploy that cash. And I know that what I would describe as a lower beta, so that the less cyclical type companies, the proportion of those stocks in the portfolio have been declining over the, over the past few years. Would that be the area of, of opportunity that you'd be looking to deploy that cash in if, as you describe, Hamish valuations came back? That's absolutely an area of focus, Chris. That, that's an area we would describe at the moment as expensive defensives, particularly after the Bank of Japan and the ECB stepped up the quantitative easings. The multiples in that space actually became pretty expensive on a historical basis. They're probably trading at four to five PE points above. would historically trade in what we would call that defensive part of our portfolio. And actually, over the last few years, we've halved the amount. Normally, we would have half our portfolio in in very defensive equities like Nestle and Coca-Cola and businesses like that. But we have only 25% of our portfolio in those style equities today. And as asset prices reprice, as we expect them to reprice, you know, there are many very attractive businesses. We're not out of them because we don't like the business fundamentals. We're out of them because we're nervous uh, that the multiples will contract as rates go up. And as they do, we would like to increase our exposure in some of those very high-quality defensive businesses that we've – and they may well be businesses we've held in the past that we're we're currently out of. So as ever, Hamish, it's about companies and the valuations they trade at rather than uh, trying to be a grand forecaster of of macro events. Hamish, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for speaking with me this morning. A pleasure, Chris. 
Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.